What do you do when you've made a bit of a mess with your life or business? When you said yes and you should have said no, and you're sitting in the natural consequences of impulsive decisions that don't serve you. Hi, welcome to another conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today's listener question feels pretty common. What do you do when you said yes and you should have said no? When you made decisions that don't actually serve you or your business, how do you disentangle yourself? How do you get out from under all of the obligations you never should have agreed to? Well, my friends, that's the natural consequence, right? So step one ends up being sitting in the natural consequence of feeling what it feels like when you said yes and you should have said no, because that's the only thing that's going to motivate you the next time you find yourself in that situation is remembering what it felt like when you overextended yourself, when you did something you didn't want to do, when you filled up your time with something that wasn't important to you or wasn't a priority for you. That's where today's listener finds herself, and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, I loved your recent podcast about self-sabotage, and I appreciate you for sharing your story. Talk about Rumble, woman. It made me think so hard that I listened to it twice. My question is then a follow-up, as I find myself in the same situation. Why am I sabotaging? What do you do if you can't figure out how to disentangle yourself? What if the things you said yes to too quickly are not the ones you think you can remove yourself from. For example, I'm now the co-chair of a, of a school board, and now it's sabotaging other aspects of my life. What do I do now? Okay, so here's the thing, my friends. We all end up here, and it's kind of like what I just said at the start of the show before reading the letter, that some of this is we have to sit in the natural consequences of overextending ourselves. It's really the only way we ever stop because, you know, a lot of us want to be people pleasers. A lot of us want to say yes, and, you know, it becomes a thing that, like, um, if you can, you might as well. If it's not going to hurt you, why say no? But at some point, we have to become more intentional about our lives. We have to make sure that we're spending our time in a way that gets us closer to the life and the businesses we want. And when we don't make those choices and we don't choose us, it's really easy to forget the inconvenience we've caused ourselves. So step one, I always tell people, usually like they love to hear, oh, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. I always say you should really worry about it. And then you'll be fine because you want to sit in the feeling of what it feels like to have not put yourself on the list, to not have chosen you, to have compromised time away from the life and the business you want for something that's more important to other people. So that's step one. But step two is stop telling yourself a story that because you said yes to it now, like you're forever caught in a trap and you simply can't say no to it because it's simply not true. I have an old podcast episode and I'm going to try to find it for you and I'll put the links in the show notes, but how to say yes after, how to 
say no after yes, I think is the name of the show. So I'll try to get that for you. Um, so you can listen to that episode and, you know, have a, a deeper dive into that conversation. But it's simply not true that you can't get yourself out of the school board thing. It just feels really uncomfortable. It would be really awkward. It would be a hard conversation. But you were like sort of postponing um you know, the way you want your life and business to be in exchange for a 10 minute hard conversation. It's only going to be hard for 10 minutes. And then once you get out from under it, you're going to be so relieved and grateful that you took the time and that you chose yourself. So part of it is recognizing that you have to have a hard conversation. And that my friend is the natural consequence too, that comes with saying yes, when you should have said no. And how do I know you can get yourself out of it? Because the reality is, is if you got struck with cancer today, and you need to go to several medical appointments and you were going to have to go to chemo and you were going to have to do all these things, you would be dropping that board like a white hot potato. And if anybody else in your personal life was struck with some sort of calamity, some sort of emergency, you wouldn't think twice about going to the school board and saying, I'm sorry, I said yes, but this is a really bad time. It doesn't work. And what ends up happening is because we, we said yes when we should have said no, we punish ourselves. We tell ourselves a story that we walked ourselves into that commitment and we just have to see it through when it's it's BS. Like we all make mistakes. And the best thing you can do is what I talk about all the time on the show. Communicate honestly to people and say, hey, listen, you know what? Back in September, you asked me if I would consider being a board member. It was such a compliment. I knew it was something that a lot of people would be really thrilled and honored to be asked. I said yes, but I really didn't think about how it was going to impact impact my free time. And I have to tell you, there's things in my life right now, and there's a way that I want to be spending my time that's really inconsistent with the requirements of the school board. And you really need a board member who feels as passionate about being a board member as I feel about the things that I'm trying to do in my own life. I'm really sorry. I never should have said yes, but unfortunately now I need to say no. And of course you can count on me for any sort of transition in getting a new board member or figuring out what's next for the team, but it simply can't be me. So often we avoid that hard conversation because we don't have the words. So since you listened to the last podcast episode twice, I'm sure you can listen to this a couple times and get that conversation transcribed because I just gave you a crystal clear script. It doesn't mean that backing out wouldn't be free of consequences if you're breaking a contract or anything like that, but it's okay to choose to break the contract. It's okay to take that natural consequence rather than sitting in something that isn't working for you that feels disingenuous or is getting in the way of the life and the business you want. It's okay to choose us. And I think sometimes when um, we we deliberately or mindfully don't choose us, we kind of go, well, I chose it. I put myself in this situation. Other people shouldn't have to suffer for my choices. But the reality is, is that like, we just like, we mess it up sometimes. We just, we say yes, and we should have said no. And so all that we can do is own it, say it out loud and deal with the natural sort of awkwardness that comes from that and then get on with it. Now, the other question that you asked is, you know, how do you know why you're sabotaging and what do you do if you don't know why you're sabotaging? 
you know, one of the things I say, and this kind of stems back from my, you know, days doing mental health therapy and working with folks in my private practice. But if you don't know immediately why you're thinking or feeling something, I'm not a huge fan of poking around and kind of figuring it out. Because if you wake up one morning and you're kind of upset and you're kind of teary and you don't know why and you go, well, maybe it's that weird reason, you know, maybe it's that weird email my boss sent me. It kind of made me feel like, you know, she wasn't happy with what I was doing. Maybe it's because I've had this headache for three days and I'm secretly worried that there's something wrong with me. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. When we do the maybe list, trying to figure things out, what we usually end up doing is creating a list of new things to be upset about because we've gone digging and we've done, you know, gone poking around and suddenly we think of things that didn't really bother us at the time, but maybe they're actually really bothering us right now. And all that does is set us up to fail. So if you don't immediately know why you're sabotaging, I don't care. Just stop sabotaging. You don't have to know the why. Because at some point in time, you will feel compelled to sabotage again. And you will be able to poke around and go, why am I looking to wreck this right now? What about success feels unfamiliar to me? Why am I so nervous to get what I want? And you'll be able to poke around in the moment you're watching yourself self-sabotage and you can stop it. So if you don't know going in, that's fine. But what you do want to wreck recognize is the list of common behaviors that you see yourself doing that serve as self-sabotage, that are getting in your way, that are interrupting the life and the business you want so that you can ping yourself when you see yourself doing those things because you're going to notice it. You're going to name it. You're going to say it out loud. And then when you catch yourself doing it, you are going to stop. You're going to stop doing it, just like the clip from Newhart. I don't know if you guys know that. If I can remember to, I'll put that in the show notes too. But it's like, it doesn't matter what you're worried about. It doesn't matter what you're thinking. Just stop. And that's what's really important is that we don't always understand our motivations. We don't always know which story is informing our behavior. But as soon as we know that our behavior is in contradiction to the life and the business we want, then we can just stop it. And we can do something else and we can see how that fits and we can try something else on for size and then we can find our way with it all. So what I would really encourage you to do is just make sure that as you're moving through the world, as you're making decisions in your regular every day, that you are making decisions that get you closer to the life and the business you want and that you're moving further away to a life that's filled with obligation to other people. That you get to choose you, you get to choose your business, and you get to choose your dream, and you get to be unapologetic about that. And yes, it's going to be unfamiliar, and yes, your skin is going to start to crawl, and then once you notice that, then you'll be able to figure it out, and you'll rewrite that ending to your current story. So, you know, that's where I leave you for today. I hope it helps. I hope it gives you some sense of direction. I hope it gives you that get out of jail free card from, well, not entirely free, but (laughs) with a minor penalty um, for getting off the school board so you can take better care of yourself and look after that life and business that you want for yourself. If anyone finds themselves in a similar predicament looking to get out or looking for words to a hard conversation they need to have, if you write to me with your question, I'll get back to you with my answer on an upcoming episode. You can always find me over over at Heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.